George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. This is the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. Thanks for tuning into our show about investing finance and retirement with George. How's it going, my friend? Hey, it's going great, Mark. How are you doing? Hanging in there this week, doing pretty good. Uh, looking forward to talking about our topic. Uh, on the podcast a couple weeks ago, we covered the SECURE Act, and there was a lot of good information in there. This week, I thought we would kind of break from that and also talk about the sensationalism or really the, the kind of financial news media that's been going on. Obviously, the beginning of this year, there's been a lot of things happening uh, already. Uh, the market crossed over 29,000. Uh, for example, at the time of this podcast taping, it popped 29,000 on the Dow. Um, and we're just seeing a lot of very uh, interesting headlines and things in the news and on financial media. So I thought we would talk about that a little bit. And really, with our podcast, you know, this is kind of a targeted thing versus maybe the sensationalism of TV or um, a, a radio audience that's maybe nationwide where they're kind of, you know, leading off with things that are hopefully, I guess, guaranteeing to get people's attention. So let's just spend a little time on that and how to hopefully understand biases that you may hear in the financial media. So let's kick it off with sensationalism and cable news. Or like I said, anything else, you know, you got to remember keeping viewership is what's important, right? Yeah, that's right. Just like the weather channel, if they've got a snowstorm coming, they're going to promote it to keep you tuned in. But if the, the weather's clear, they're going to lose their, uh, their viewer base. Yeah, no, exactly. And a lot of times it does, you know, kind of lead to, well, being overly dramatic. Uh, I know you, you're a big, you know, like your buddy there, Kramer. I mean, he loves the dramatic. Absolutely. He's uh, kind of the epitome of, uh, of sensationalism. But let me ask you a question, Mark. Sure. Would you take relationship advice from watching Jerry Springer? <laughs> uh, I'm going to probably pass on that one. How do you think that would affect your marriage? <laughs> uh, probably not so good. Yeah, I think, I'm gonna, I think I'd pass. Well, the, uh, the producer and the person that started uh, the Jimmy Kramer show uh, called Mad Money is Susan Krakauer. Susan was previously the manager of the Jerry Springer show, and she had oh, the idea funny. of basically Jerry Springer for money. God, and, that's, uh, that's funny. And it's kind of comical that people see it as serious, uh, serious journalism when it's not. There was an interview by uh, by John Stewart of the Daily Show a few years ago during the financial crisis, and uh, here's a quote that uh, Jimmy Kramer came up with: "I'm not Eric Severide, I'm not Edward R. Murrow, I'm a guy trying to do an entertainment show about business for people to watch." Okay, there you go. And you have to watch the show with that in mind. There is the Kramer effect and what's also called the Kramer bounce. Take there time. was a report entitled Market Madness, the Case of Mad Money from the Department of Finance at the Kellogg School of Management. They analyzed 1,149 first-time buy recommendations for the show between July of 2005 and February of 2009. And they confirmed what's called the short-term Kramer bounce that others have observed, 
On average, Kramer's buy recommendations during this period exhibited an overnight surge of 2.4%. However, those gains were quickly reversed. Further, a portfolio of Kramer's picks formed the day after he made them, underperformed the market by 9.98% at the 50-day mark. It underperformed 6.15% at the 150-day mark and 3.2% at the 250-day mark. Hmm. Uh, there's very little evidence that he has any skill in selecting underpriced stocks. He does often tout that he was a hedge fund manager, but I don't know how good of a hedge fund manager he was. If you go to YouTube and watch some of the interviews with John Stewart from The Daily Show, it's comical. They show clips of, of him um, basically telling people how to manipulate the market, how to, what's called front running to, uh, to get people to to buy in as the stock price is going up. And the whole show is about, it has the, the sound effects, the loud, frenetic-paced monologues, and use a lot of plastic chickens and, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like loud noises. It's kind of like one part Howard Stern as well, right? I mean, it's kind of got all those, you know, the little radio sound effects and whatnot. Exactly. And, you know, the casinos have long known that the sounds and flashing lights generate excitement and they spur people to act impulsively. Right. right. Exactly. And yeah. the stock picks are, are usually about recent events. There's no long-term analysis. And uh, recency effect is one of the behavioral finance mistakes that people are continually making. It blinds you to the, the more important long-term trends. And then, of course, that fast talk. He's a fast talker. Oh, yeah. And research has shown that a fast-talking broker is more successful at persuading people to invest than a broker who speaks at a slow pace. Well, slow talking brokers have skinny kids. It's kind of like it's <laughs> skinny kids. It's kind of like car sales, right? In a lot of ways, right? You know, sometimes you got to get in there and really kind of lay it on thick and quick so that you can kind of gloss over things. Right. And it, the sensational is a tool to keep you watching, not to inform you. And Mark, just in case I missed it at the beginning, I'd like to add in the beginning. There's a great quote from Mark Twain. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read the newspaper, you're misinformed. <laughs> yeah, Mark Twain had some good ones, that's for sure. Yes. Well, you know, so, you know, aside from, and you can think about this in really any format, it's not just cable news or um, radio, magazine placement, all that, magazine ads, all that kind of stuff. And so when you're looking at some of this stuff, I guess one thing to kind of think about, George, is maybe the advice that you're hearing or some of the conversation, maybe it does make sense to you. Maybe it uh, it doesn't seem that to be that wrong or that off, but is it for you? Like, again, it's a large audience they're talking to. Is it really kind of something that's going to be specific to your situation? You know, might you be in the quote unquote wrong audience for that advice? That's a great point, Mark. And and that's what you really have to discern. Whatever you read in the books or you see on the internet and YouTube, it's not advice on how to become wealthy. It's not advice on how to maintain your wealth, right? Wealthy people don't get their advice from YouTube or from reading mass market books. A good example is are people like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey. And I've been following Dave Ramsey for years and he gives some great advice and and I, uh, I continue to recommend a lot of what he says. But Ramsey writes for the middle class. His emphasis is on getting out of debt, avoiding debt. Uh, 
Now, wealthy people, one of the things that really makes them wealthy is that they really know how to manage other people's money, how to use debt in an intelligent way. But Ramsey says, don't touch it, and here's how you get out of it. Now, Susie Orman, I used to say that Susie Orman wrote for poor people and Ramsey wrote for middle class people. That's a, that's a harsh analysis, so let me retract that. Susie Orman writes for young people, people that are starting to accumulate. Their financial decisions are long term, and she helps them avoid some mistakes, but she's very clear cut. You must, you must, you must. Mm -hmm. And that's appropriate for a young audience, but not for someone that's 50 or 60 that's really trying to cram for a dignified independent retirement. No, and that's a good point. And I, mean, I think even the same thing with Dave. Um, you know, some people might make that same argument and there's folks out there who are totally, you know, they'll only, they'll constantly only bash, you know, certain vehicles, certain uh, financial vehicles, like they'll always say annuities are bad or whatever in the case. And, you know, again, I think every vehicle may or may not have some positive sides to it and may work well for an individual situation. But again, it's specific to the situation. Not every annuity for every person is good, you know, but then again, they're not all bad either. Right. And we have to focus on the fact that it's appropriate for their audience, but you have to know if you're part of their audience or not. Uh, life insurance, they say buy term and invest the difference. Right. And that's great if you're young or you don't have a long, if you're not wealthy, but it's one of the best tax savings vehicles that exists mm -hmm. uh, for okay. wealthy people. Yeah. But again, if you're middle class or if you're just starting out and you're young, buy term and invest the difference. Don't get permanent insurance. Uh, whole life insurance, universal or variable insurance. Avoid it if, if you're in those other groups. But if you're wealthy, you you need to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> you know, it kind of makes me think about like the the gold ads. You know, we they it seems like we have a period every so often where we see uh, uh, or get inundated with these buy gold, uh, buy gold now, right? Because the uh, the value of the dollar is you know going down or whatever. What always cracks me up about those ads, George, is that they want you to buy gold because uh, to hedge against the the devaluing of the buck. But yet, how do they want you to pay for it? With bucks. <laughs> yes. Give us your bucks and we'll give you the gold. <laughs> right. So same kind of thing, right? So that's in generally what we're talking about, you know, where to find bias in financial media. You know, I know it sounds kind of funny that we're doing a, a, a podcast, which is a form of medium. It's a medium. It's a media. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we, we talk to a very specific audience and we're, and we say often on the show, you know, don't just take what we talk about with a, you know, as a, the word to go with always have a conversation. If you hear a useful nugget or two on a program and you want to learn more then by all means, take that to your financial advisor like George, and then have a conversation on a one-on-one -on -one basis, right? Absolutely. And if one of our listeners is not a current client, but you have a quick question, I'd be happy to talk to you. Just schedule a quick call at talk to George.com. Oh, there you go. www.talk T A L K T O G-E-O-R-G-E.com and schedule a 15-minute appointment. And I'd be happy to, to help you with any questions you might have. That's perfect. There you go. It's a great way to do that. And I think actually we, with that, we'll just kind of end our podcast this week. If you've got questions or concerns, reach out to George a couple of ways. You can subscribe to our podcast at prosperpodcast.com, whether it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, iTunes, uh, I guess that is Apple now, excuse me, uh, so on and so forth. You can certainly do that. You can just uh, search out the Prosper Podcast, or you can find it on the page, prosperpodcast.com and subscribe that way. And if you'd like to talk with George, go to talktogeorge.com. That is 
talktogeorge.com, all spelled out like it sounds, and uh, schedule a time to have a chat with him. That's a great way to get going. Uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed this time here on the Prosper Podcast. Take a few minutes whenever you're listening to financial media or watching something and ask, is this right for me? And how might this benefit me? Maybe jot down a note or two and then follow up with your financial advisor, like George McReynolds, Chief Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at McReynolds Wealth Management. George, my friend, thanks so much as always. I appreciate your time. Good stuff. And I will see you soon in a couple of weeks. Okay, Mark. Great talking to you again. Absolutely. Yes, sir. You too as well. We'll catch you next time here on the program, folks. And we will see you soon on the Prosper Podcast. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management. Registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.